are Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to a November 3rd, Friday night edition of the Locked On Blazers podcast. I'm your host for today, Eric Garcia Gunderson. I'm back for my one show a week that I'm doing right now, and I'm joined by a special guest, my guy, Corbin Smith, from from the uh, veteran of the Mellow to Portland campaign 2017. Uh, rest in peace to that dream you know it was it was like a political you know it was like a presidential run you know when people talk about working on a working on a campaign yeah that that's that's how i feel like i feel like we should be on cnn by now did you hear donna brazil wrote that expose on uh on uh how uh paul allen sent Melo to the blazers yeah or yeah. to the thunder isn't yeah. that sad yeah it's really sad uh, hard that, to hear yeah exactly it's re- it's really hard to hear that you know the nba is rigged like that yeah um anyway uh, oh, once great democracy yeah well, you know? Know, once great democracy as the nba was um, yeah that is nba free agency exactly but we are here to talk blazers and the start of the season i'm also the host of take it or break it yes corbin is the host of take it or break it my favorite sports podcast right now the uh, only sports podcast the only sports podcast they do baseball they do they did they did a bunch of world series stuff they do all kinds of sports i basketball. even talked about the nfl this week yeah I try really hard not to, but the but the Bra- the the Brady uh, doing snake oil stuff. It's like, how can you not talk about that? <laughs> yes, the 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 Brady snake oil stuff. His like his guru and all this stuff that he's yeah. got. Yeah, isolation chambers. He does not sleep in rooms with pet dander or electronic waves. I mean, I have been in isolation chambers. Like, like. Pardon me. Like, I didn't mean to slander isolation chambers. I'm just saying those float tanks are kind of cool sometimes. Yeah. But I don't think it's like something that, you know, he's also insanely rich and nobody can live like that. So it's just like, yeah. abs- it's absurd. And but, absurd. He, and he, but he like sells this stuff too, you know, he sells yeah. like. Yeah, he sells the snake oil. He does the, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the purple carrot, whatever the, he has like a food, he has like a, he has like a direct to consumer food. Uh, this this I haven't heard about yet. Yeah, it's like the, I've heard it's in, it's like a v it's like a plant based direct to consumer like like Blue Apron. Oh okay okay okay. What? Yeah, he does. He has one of those. I, I'm I'm gonna look it up right now. We're, anyway, this is, don't this, find this, it. This, this is this is uh, by the way this is Locked On Blazers part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Locked On Brady. Locked on, locked, locked on Brady. Exactly what you yeah. came here for us to talk about. But yeah, it's called Purple Carrot, uh, oh. and it, it has an advertisement introducing Tom Brady and TB12 performance meals. Oh, oh my lord! You can get a subscriber meal to this nonsense. Yeah, I'm not gonna go any further because I want Purple Carrot to to pay us some money. If oh, we're gonna okay. continue to 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 read off their products. I apologize. No, I apologize. No, 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 we're not gonna we're not gonna go any deeper. Just because I don't, I don't need to give these people free advertising. Oh no, certainly or, not. Or, or, or Tom Brady for that matter. But yeah, um, bomb Trady if you ask me. <laughs> but uh, we are here. Uh, there's a couple games going on right now in the NBA. It's a Friday night. The Blazers do not play tonight. 
Friday night, chilling at home. Yeah, chilling at home, being lamp lamping, lamping, chilling and lamping. Uh, and and we're here watching some league pass. Just, both of us. Who's who's in the crib tonight, Eric? Just you? Yeah, me. Uh, and 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 Heat Denver right now. Oh, all right, all right. Uh, the the Nuggets and the Heat. Uh, Miami making a comeback late here. They were down uh, by about eight, you know, earlier. They did not look good, and now they lead by two with two minutes yeah, left. So probably, probably because uh, as uh, you know, Jokic is a fraud. You know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think that we have seen nothing uh, else but you know evidence that lies, lies, and deceit from that uh, that big square man, that big square boy. The big square boy who, uh, you know, well, we, you know, I guess we should talk about uh, the Portland Trailblazers. And, you know, I, I we know could. we're talking about, I know we're talking about Jokic, but that brings us back to Nurkic, of course. Uh, sure. You know, the, and, and, and the rivalry that those two guys have that. Well, Nurkic has it well, for Jokic. Jokic, Jokic yeah, does, can't remember. Jokic doesn't care. Yeah. 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 No, Nurkic definitely remembers and has like a very strong feelings about it. And so it is. And I feel like Denver fans have a very strong feeling about Nurkic. I feel like yeah. it's a Denver versus Nurkic uh, rivalry for sure. And, uh, but going back to that, he was a, a big part of their win last night against the Los Angeles Lakers to get back to over 500 to five and four. The Blazers Ooh. win 113, 110. It was not. Uh, because of Yusuf Nurkic at the end, though, Damian Lillard with the game winner, uh, 32 points, a step back three, uh, Brandon Ingram. Dad, dad, dad always brings brownies, you know? Yeah. And Brandon Ingram, uh, man, let Dave, letting Dame go to his right to shoot that shot. Uh, you know, uh, very, you know. Very nice play by Dame and uh, also making up for the night before where he drove into the lane and got blocked by Rudy Gobert at the end of the game the night before. You know what? So he you know what? Learned, he kind of learned his lesson there and just got a shot instead in of fair, driving and in into fairness, the lane and getting blocked. In fairness, you know, that's what happens when you challenge Rudy Gobert, you know? That's what happens. He's, uh, he's incredibly good. Uh, he stuffs you at the rim. The Jazz, you know what? So the three Blazer games this weekend. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I, I didn't. Uh, I didn't watch last night's game. I was seeing Thor Ragnarok with uh, with my paps. Uh, How was it? Oh man, Eric! If you want to have a good time at the movie theater, you gotta get up. You gotta take yourself on down to Thor Ragnarok. It's a lot of fun. Very fun movie. A lot of laughs. A lot of good times. Some some wonderful punching. Kate Blanchett devouring scenery left and right. Uh, some just some wonderful jokes in this thing. It's just a spectacular. Got to see this Thor Ragnarok movie, people. Anyway, uh, so I just totally didn't watch last night. So I'm completely unequipped for this podcast. But I did watch the Toronto game. That Which was they bad. Got, they got really they got handled in that. Yeah, game. Yeah, that was that was embarrassing. Baby uh, Noguera had. An insane stat line. 17 points, 7 of 8 from the field, 9 rebounds, 5 nice. blocks, yeah, yeah. 2 assists, and 2 steals. 5 blocks, that is. And he hit, and he hit a 3. That is rough stuff. 5 blocks. Yeah. Bebe Noguera absolutely uh, shut the Blazers down. 
uh, and yeah, that yeah, was a pretty disappointing loss. Then they really should have won the Utah game. They were winning that game late, and uh, Ricky Rubio, evil Rubio. Vile. Yeah. What happened? What happened? Well, Rubio hit some big shots down the stretch, as did Donovan Mitchell, who the Blazers could have drafted. Uh, at the 10 spot uh, when they traded up to draft Zach Collins. Uh, uh-huh. Just uh, one of my friends, Chad, who was on the podcast during the draft, uh, was taught, he he could kind of convince me that Donovan Mitchell would have been a nice pick if the Blazers could have gotten him, and they ended up in his range, but they chose not to take him. And he had 28 points in that game against the Blazers uh, that night, which was, uh, you know, a, a big that, – that hurt, you know. And – uh <laughs> The Jazz also. I mean, Tabo Cephalosha hit some really big shots in that game, like some step-back threes. I mean, if the Jazz hit shots, what are you going to do? Yeah, exactly. I will say that. I mean, you know, the yeah. Jazz are a phenomenal team, I think. You know, I, if you ask me, like, what my ideal kind of team is in this modern time, it really is just a bunch of dudes who play stout defense and are maybe okay at everything else. Like, I just think winning that way is, in these times, I just think that's really beautiful. In the time in the in the Warriors era, to yeah, in like, the Warriors era, yeah, to to really you know fight against what the Cavs to, had what, like what we're told is the Cavs it, had like one thirty right to play, yeah, yeah. The Cavs had like one thirty tonight. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you the mean. The Cavs, the Cavaliers, yes, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Hey, hey did you see that Derrick Rose played well on national TV? I did because uh, I, I watched the game. You for believe Le- that LeBronWire.com <laughs> wrote about this game, uh, but uh, yeah, uh, I did see that. What, what do you mean? Do I believe that? Are you being facetious? I mean, I mean, yes, I am being facetious. He always has excellent games on TV because, in addition to being the world's most boring player, uh, he's a glory boy. It's incredible stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he actually he played quite well in the first quarter, like really, really well. And I think he was also a big reason they won that game tonight. But yeah, they scored 103 points, and that's where most of the league is. And the Blazers Jazz game went into overtime, and it was 112 103. And as we were mentioning, the Jazz hit shots mostly three pointers, 13 yeah. of 29 from the field. Ricky Rubio had three threes of his own. Uh, and 30 points to lead the Jazz. It was a pretty monster game from Rubio, and it was uh, Rubio 30 points. You said yes, and like hit some. I might need to watch this game. This sounds insane. Yeah, dude, he went off down the stretch, man. Like it was, it was. Who was who was uh, who was guarding him? Uh, Dame and uh, CJ. I, I mean, they switched because like one of them was on Mitchell and one of them was on yeah. him. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And both of them just had a game. Like they just both hit shots off the screen. Uh, you know, maybe they could have switched their coverages a little bit, but like Ruby, uh, you know, uh, Gobert, excuse me, can also roll to the rim and dunk. And so, like, you know, the the, the Jazz played surprisingly really well the free throw. The Jazz surprisingly played really the free throw well Yeah. And Joe Ingles is like a really good player. Yeah. And it's so and, and, and Favors was also a monster in that game, uh, just because he's a body and and the, the Blazers didn't do enough. And then Aminu also got hurt at the end of the game, which he's out two to three weeks, they're saying now, after last night, uh they, they finally gave a, a timetable on Aminu and he's gonna be out two to three weeks with an ankle. What spring. is it, ankle? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean his ankle, uh CSN got a photo of it and it looked like a like a ball 
around mm-hmm. his ankle. Like his ankle was really sore. Actually, some of the players on the team, they mistook it for a basketball and they dribbled and shot it into the hoop. I know that's horrifying to hear. <laughs> uh, you know, the, that's how big Aminu's uh, ankle was. That's how big and orange it was. And also it had black lines cross cutting it. And it also, it also said Spalding on his ankle yeah he has a tattoo that says spalding on his ankle bone yeah well he just loves spalding basketballs he, yeah he's he's their official I yeah mean, actually i think damian lillard actually is like a spalding basketball representative like he's like one of their like brand is there people. is there anybody out there who works for other basketball companies like is there anybody out there who's like oh yeah i work for morton <laughs> i i don't know but i know that dame is like he's like one of the faces of spalding like he like always has the, the uh, he's had a spalding deal for a minute oh well uh, that's good i'm into it yeah uh and and dame uh you know was getting criticized a lot for his shooting uh and it wasn't going too hot people were wondering if it, veganism had caught up with him first off how dare they yeah uh as as uh as lockdown blazers resident vegetarian correspondent i say that that is insulting yeah, I thought it was pretty much BS because the, the the thing was is like watching Dame, he's moving so much better than he ever has. Like he didn't move poorly before, but like he's just moving better now with like doing all this vegan stuff, I think, because he's lost a ton of weight. He's at his like rookie plane weight and he's now got that rookie weight with the experience. 150% muscle. <laughs> That's what they're saying. 150% muscle. All lean, all stretched out. Uh, all, when he flexes, all, it says... All plant-based. All plant-based, yeah. I mean, once he finally expunges that last bit of animal protein from his bod, he'll be unstoppable. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He'll be sustainable. Yeah, if you will. If you and will. I will. Yeah. He'll, he'll, he'll grow solar panels on his chest. It'll be incredible. He's going to provide all of the energy for the Blazers need for, for, you know, and all the arenas that they go to for the rest of the year. You know, they're going to, they're going to be Dame certified. He's going to, he's going to have a little cord plugged into him. Yeah. It's like D A M E all caps. D A M E certified. Yeah. And, uh, he's going to, uh, he's going to have a little cord plugged into him and he's going to run up and down the court with the cord. And they, uh, and then the announcers are going to be like, "Now you might be wondering what that cord's about." When he goes to away arenas, you see he's powering this whole stadium with a solar panel that grew on his chest organically. Pretty, pretty wild stuff. But Dame Lillard, I know it's it. hard to believe. I know, but you know <laughs> the NBA is quickly changing, guys. I have given my thoughts on the Blazers. Uh, I gave them my thoughts on them last week, especially on the defense. Uh, I, I know that there's been a lot of talk about their defense so far, and you know, right, rightly so. They they've played a lot better on the defensive end. Uh, oh I, wow, I, they have. I think. And uh, holy moly, they're seventh in rating. Yeah, um, they've played a lot better. Uh, I mean, how much have you seen them uh, this year? And you know. I've seen I've 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 watched let's call it 80% of games so far I think. Okay. Part of it we must say and admit is the Phoenix game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was where they scored I think Phoenix scored 76 points. 
Yeah, where they are probably were choking the life out of them in that game. Yeah, and so, um, and so. But even if you look back at that Toronto game that they got crushed in, like that wasn't a crushing the way that way would get crushed before. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was like it was just kind of like a slow crushing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like slow, gradual crushing. Their defense looked fine. Like yeah, they were yeah, even yeah. kind of in the game at the fourth quarter. It's just you know they couldn't. They couldn't string everything together. So I, I mean, I'm not surprised necessarily. Uh, uh, you know, Aminu is great at defense, and I think Harkless has been looking better this year. Is that like a is that like a too random thing to say? You no, think? no, I think Harkless is looking better. I think he's looking better on both ends too. I think he's looking like he can do more with the ball. I mean, late last game he had a play where I, I think it didn't count, but he was dribbling down the lane and like switched hands in the middle of the lane in a way that like I've never actually seen him do successfully. And I was encouraged that he was able to do that. And I think that Harkless, especially on the defensive end, is like way more aggressive. He's like going into guys earlier and making guys work earlier. Uh, And I, I think he has gotten better. I think the team is better. You know what I mean? I feel like that's like a goony thing to say. I feel like it's a reductive thing to say for some reason. Mm-hmm. But like last year they didn't have any bench players. This year they have uh, Connaughton and Ed's playing well and Turner's playing well and Swanigan's flashing and, mm-hmm. you know, it's just a, it's just, it's a team that has gone from constantly playing by the skin of their teeth to one that can deal. Yeah. And even Turner is like, I mean, you know, you're not going to find a lot of people who say more mean things about Turner, but like, no, yeah, you, you have been, uh, you know, I take that been, back. He, I just looked at his he, three point percentage. I mean, he, he's looked better though. Like yeah, when yeah, you yeah. watch him play the eye test. It just, it looks better and he's not shooting well from three. But one of the reasons that the Blazers really, really sucked at the start of last season was that he was also terrible inside the three-point line, and he's not so bad this year. He's shooting 44% from the field, which is not really that bad. Obviously, you'd wish that he could shoot better from three to make up for certainly, that. Certainly, certainly. But he, I think he's also playing better defense, like noticeably better defense, because I know Crab got a lot of flack, uh, but... You know, uh, I, I I think Turner really was you know also really bad for a lot of this a lot of the year last year. Eric, I agree with you. Yeah, good take, Eric. How many points do you give me for that take? Um, two. I mean, on take it or break it, that wouldn't be acceptable. But here on locked on Blazers, you know. And, what, are you, uh, what are you looking at? Eric? I'm looking at I'm looking at the end of the Denver Nuggets. Oh, okay. And and Miami Heat game and and the Nuggets pull it out at the end, 95 to 94. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul Millsap. You know uh, what I'll say? Yeah. You know what I'll say? Didn't uh, deserve it. No, because Jokic, you know, fraud. Yeah. Yeah. Fraud. So uh, everyone yeah. knows it. Yeah. You know, you know. I want to be. I want to say so many bad things about Jokic that he finds out about me. <laughs> That's my dream. So it's it's it is it's it's the dream of every blogger. Yeah. Except not. It's it's only the dream of uh, of you 
Yeah. Uh, I can I be honest uh, with you, dude? No, I I, li- I like Jokic. Yeah, I don't hate him. Okay. I, just, I, I don't. I, I don't like Jokic. You but. don't. You actually don't. Because no, I, don't, I, I actually do not. I think he is not good. I saw that. I I say I've said this on like a billion in like a billion mediums. I saw that game against the Blazers where he was facing Nurkic the first time. He didn't care. He did not care. I saw it. That's all. And I, my my opinion is set forever. I but, know it's dumb. No, but you know, a man's got to have a take. Yeah. A man's gotta have a take. You Thank know, you. You know that that that's uh, I, I, it's really something that I feel strongly about. And uh, yeah, so the, the the Nuggets win on a Paul Millsap free throw in the lamest way possible. So yeah. congrats, congrats, Denver. Yeah. Uh, for for winning in in a really lame way. Oh, good job. Good job. Are we the only people keeping this Denver? Portland rivalry alive. Uh, yeah, and I, you know, and I'm willing to take it to that level because, like, let's be real. Like, we don't have Seattle anymore. Yeah. Like, we gotta pick. And, and honestly, it's not that fun to do with the Lakers. Like, because yeah, like, they're bad, and everyone does it with the Lakers. Yeah. Like, it's not. I will say. It's can not, I say? It's can not I, unique can I, to hate the Lakers. Can I? Can I say something though? Uh huh. Blazers and Lakers. Is like there is, yeah, there is some bad, you know. There's some, there's some square downs there. You no, know what I mean? There definitely are. But what I'm saying is, is that, like, like that, if, that's if, a classic. I want like a modern, yeah. You know, I want like a modern, a more modern yeah. take no, on get, like a like a local rivalry kind of. And they're in our, yeah. you know, they're they're in the Northwest Division. Yeah. Uh, you know, I feel similar like, cities, kind of. Yeah, similar cities, very pro, you know, progressive cities, if you will. Progressive, progressive. <laughs> yeah, progressive. I'm miming a joint. Yeah, yeah. For those of you, for those of you, for, for those of you that don't see, uh, that couldn't hear me miming the joint. Yeah, there you here, go. Can you, can you hear? I don't know if anybody can hear me miming the joint. Maybe, uh, maybe they can. But uh, now I flipped it over back to the Laker game. Oh and, yeah. And, got... Okay. So what did you? I mean, not to you know, we're not going to get too sidetracked on this, and we can still talk more Blazers stuff in a second. I'll get as sidetracked Lonzo... as you want on literally well, anything. Okay. Well, how about Lonzo Ball? What how's did... your How's your marriage going, Eric? <laughs> I I am not married. I'm in a long term relationship, but I'm not married. Maybe it's time though, right? <laughs> Kelsey, please, you got to get this guy on it. I'm tired of. Oh, come, Tire- on, come on tired of seeing this guy living the swinging bachelor lifestyle eric i'm so sorry this is this is a wild <laughs> appropriate joke this, this, this is this is very this has really gone off the rails yeah anyway what how do i feel about to, Lonzo to, Ball? To, to quote zach Lowe, it's really gone off the rails this has really gone off the rails after we talked about something else for 15 seconds <laughs> who made that joke it was nick weiger i remember yeah, yeah, yeah. so it, it, it was a perfect joke though have you ever listened to doughboys uh, uh no you you've told me about it when we talked okay. about the golden corral oh yeah, yeah yeah all right never mind anyway good podcast Sh- shout out to my good friend nick weiger uh please follow me on twitter nick weiger uh <laughs> okay so i asked you about lonzo ball have you seen what about him? Him? have you seen him at all do you think he's good? i don't get it he's boring I mean, yeah, he is kind of, but he's like very stoic. Like, it's like, I don't know, man. Yeah, that's lame. Nobody wants that. No, he's, yeah, he, he is a little Kawhi Leonard-esque with his yeah. affect. You know what the thing is? It's not the, just that he's Kawhi Leonard-esque. 
And I and I'm not one of these people who's like, oh, Kawhi Leonard's so mysterious, you know. Uh-huh. I like uh, I basically You're a Kawhi Leonard ha- hater. Yeah, I'm a bit of a Kawhi Leonard hater. Uh, that's fair to say. You know what? You know what I? You know what I'm about to say about Kawhi Leonard? System player, system quarterback, <laughs> okay, Kawhi right, Leonard. Right, okay, no. Okay. System I, quarterback. I, I, okay. I know that you don't like him. I can't stand for that. It's uh, not that he's. I can't stand for that as the host of the show. It's I, not I, that he's I like not a good player. It's just you know, system quarterback. I mean, he's still a quarterback. Okay. You know, in the okay. NBA, yeah. every Kawhi Leonard is a, he is a robot on defense, man. Like it's 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 insane. <laughs> yeah, guess... it, his defense is insane. Like to say what you will about how he plays offense, which he also plays offense. Like, dude, he's you should like Kawhi Leonard. He's like the anti-modernity star. Like he, he like a bunch po- of, he, he, he posts people up and takes mid-range jumpers and like does cool stuff. Like in like four years, you're gonna like Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, maybe. I might turn around on him. Like, I feel like this is going to be one of those guys that, like, in, like, four years, like, wow, Kawhi Leonard is actually cool. Yeah, when I when I have children, you mean? Yeah. yeah. I, I, right. don't, I don't have kids, and I think Kawhi Leonard's cool. Are you sure you don't have kids, Eric? I don't have kids. Okay. I'm, I'm, cer- I'm certain that I am not a father yet. Okay. Well, hey, congratulations. Although, I have talked about rebounding a lot, and I talked about rebounding a lot in connection to this Blazers team. How about this segue? <laughs> The Blazers are, and so it worries you that perhaps there's something stirring in you now that you care about rebounding. Yeah, but but it wasn't that I cared about rebounding because it was just like some abstract thing that I wanted to care about. It is because the Blazers made an insane. You know, a, they went the other way. They zigged when the rest of the league is zagging on drafting big men. Uh-huh. They like drafted two big guys when. You looked at their roster, and you know I did anyway during the the off season, and thought, okay, they really need wing help. You know, they need a better. Wing. They do still need wing help. I mean, when you when you were talking about um, Ricky Rubio scoring but, thirty okay, points okay, on okay. them, right? But can we let me finish the point, and then I'm sorry, Eric, okay. please okay, continue. Okay, but I said before the season they have to be an elite rebounding team to be good, and so far this season they have been. They're number three in offensive rebound rate, and they're number three in defensive rebound rate. And, and and that is something they had to do. But to your point, they still – okay. You think that they still need wing help though? Yeah, you know, wing defense is still important in the league. And uh, and they have a pair of uh, – then they have a backcourt that gets lit. Like they could use a little more wing defense, which is why they need to trade for Tony Allen. It's time. It's time. Yeah, the Pelicans kind of are hanging around though, man. Like – I know that he doesn't really play as much for them as he probably would like, but he probably can't play that much anymore at the age of 36. He probably could play if they made the playoffs. What if we, what if we, what if I say you need him for the culture? You know what I mean? You need Tony to get in there. I mean, they they do have an extra roster spot. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I, when they, who do they sign? Who do they end up signing with that extra spot that they waived? It was the opposite of Tony Allen. No, they didn't sign anybody. Yeah, yeah, but in, in training they a, camp, they signed a two-way. Oh, they oh, did oh, a, oh, Anthony Morrow. Yeah, Morrow. Tony Allen's. Pat, Pat, Pat Connaughton. I gotta say, though, yeah, has been good. So that that is a huge win uh, for the Blazers. That so weird. Patty too. Fa- so that Patty, weird. Patty Fastball can make three pointers yeah, shooting 44 so percent. that's probably gonna drop 
you know, at some point, but, but even then, if you regress to like 36, 37, then you're still very good. Yeah. Yeah, Then you're still good. Much better. So weird. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. It's wild because he wasn't even, he was so bad his first year or two in the league. And then he wasn't even really flashing anything in summer league really. So like, yeah, some people have said that maybe he looked okay, but he was missing shots in summer league. I uh, I thought he looked bad in summer league. I actually thought he looked better in like the real games because he would like come in, like, you know, and he made some three pointers. Like he 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 made three pointers in the games that he played, and you know that was promising. But like he, I think part of the problem with summer league is they were playing him at point guard and and all this stuff, and it was just that's not what he should do. Like he's not. That's not there, there's a reason the point guard position exists. Like I, I know in summer league, I think a lot of teams tried to use that as like a way to like, you know, test their wing players yeah, yeah, ball yeah, yeah, yeah. and work on that. But it, it it didn't really serve Connaughton well, and it didn't it, it didn't look good. But the best thing about this is that he doesn't do anything like he was doing on the summer league team. He does like he's spotting up for threes, occasionally hitting like a step back. And like making like two dribble moves, and and he's been he's been doing a really nice job. Uh, uh, so props to him. I did not think he was going to be, you know, I, I thought Jake Lehman had a really good chance to be in the rotation, but but Connaughton has has taken that spot and earned that spot. And I don't think he's going to lose it. You know what the thing about Lonzo is? What? So I'm just looking at Lonzo again. First off, terrible facial hair. He's 19. <laughs> understand look understandable he's, so just 20, shave. He's, he's 20 now Excuse okay me. so just shave all the way is my opinion yeah he's still lonzo yeah please listen to corbin lonzo baby listen to corbin and the second thing is it isn't that he's boring he is boring it's that he's boring and yet i've heard people talk about him nonstop. you know what i mean yeah i mean i here's the thing i I disagree on the fact that he's boring because I feel like when you watch his teams play, like I watched a couple of UCLA games last year because of him and he just gets like the, the, the stuff that they're saying, like that the LA media, mostly the Lakers media keeps on saying about him is, you know, the, like the Lonzo effect and the way the team plays and how he can get the people to move the ball. I, I believe that. I, like watching them play when he's out on the court, like he does not care about bringing the ball up. He does not care about, you know, getting into the set. He just passes the ball up to his teammates and everyone just plays. Like there's no, it's not calculated like it is with most guys. Like when you see Chris Paul, yeah, get, yeah, yeah. you know, that's not fun. That's not exciting. And I think that Alonzo's biggest, you know, flaw is that he just kind of lays in the cut and doesn't, attack but if he attacks and you know does the rest of the stuff i i think it's really fun to watch like this lakers team i actually really like this lakers team whereas i know a lot of people are really down on them but i i i i buy the lonzo stuff i think like he didn't score last night and that wasn't a good look and i think he kind of fell back into the game but he still played pretty good defense and the way he plays i think is contagious and like Jordan Clarkson is like the perfect example of that, in my opinion, because Jordan Clarkson had passed approximately five times in his career prior to the season. And now he's like an assist machine. It's, it's ridiculous. And 
And so I, I kind of buy it. I, I, I see why you might think that he's boring because he's not – he doesn't really emote. Mm-hmm. But I think the way that he plays is – to me is inspiring. I, I like the way that he plays. You think it infects the way that he other people play with him? Yes. I think it like builds – I think it builds camaraderie. I think it builds community. It it builds a sense of togetherness that, you know, the guy who's, you know, number two pick, super, you know, highly touted guy is like, you know, does not care about the shine really when it comes like he's the leader of the team, but he knows that to be, you know, the team, you know, they have to do it all together, and he like empowers his his guys. I think that that's. I don't think that that's BS. I think that that's a real basketball thing. Well, all right, Eric. You know I, what, Eric? Right. I respect you. Your take on this is so developed that I have nothing to say in return. That's so five points. You know what? Five points. Five point take. I was on take it or break it. The Blazers preview, by the way, which I think still holds up. You should definitely listen to it. Uh, yeah, it's, still it's so, 80% it's, good, I think. It's still super early in the season, so I think it's uh, it, it, it's, mm. it's still very timely if you want to listen to that Blazers preview with Ian Carmel. Yeah, the uh, famous uh, nationally touring comedian Ian Carmel. <laughs> which he made, you know, nationally touring comedian uh, and writer of the on the, the James Corden show. Uh, My dad uh, loves the James Corden show. I, I Did you see the skit with Damian Lillard? I did not. Oh, it was pretty funny. Uh, it was it was like a classic Saturday Night Live skit. Honestly, uh, it it was pretty good. You should look it up later. Uh, it was it was just it was just a really funny skit with Ian Carmel and Dame Lillard. And oh, you uh, know, I feel bad for not watching it now because yeah. I like Ian Carmel. Yeah, no, you should check it out, dude. It's the it's, nationally touring comedian, the Ian nationally Carmel. touring comedian, and guest on Take It or Break It, and guest on Take It or Break It, Ian Carmel. Uh, Ian, uh, you know, I don't want to say this to Ian's face, so don't tell anybody I said this. But one of my questions was just, how do you feel about Al Farouk Aminu? I don't feel like Ian likes Al Farouk Aminu enough. Yo, this is a very, I think, I think this is a very big topic actually in Blazers land because I know a lot of people that are Blazer fans that have really, lukewarm feelings about have, Al Farouk Aminu. Yeah, they have lukewarm. That's feelings. insane, guys. Yeah, yeah guys, yeah. guys. It's not, it's not, you know, it's not 1999 anymore, guys. You know, we're, we're, uh, we're sophisticated now. We understand what Al Farouk Aminu brings to the table, you know? Oh my God. Derek Fisher's on the Lakers broadcast. He is? Is he, is yeah. he, is he in the studio? Yeah, he's in the studio. Hmm. Oh yeah. By the way, Aminu this season, in addition to being an amazing defender, is shooting forty three percent from three to start Mwah. the game. To, and, and, and if you can get that from him, he's like one of the best forwards in the league. Yeah. Yes. Like, and like that—that's not hyperbole because the year that they, you know, obviously injuries in the West helped them, but the year that they won that playoff series against the Clippers, which they also benefited from injury, but. The reason they were able to like finish the season really strong and get the fifth seed that season instead of being the eighth seed was in large part because Aminu shot the three well most of the season. And when you can play him on the court like all the time and you don't really have to worry, like that is such a big yeah. help. Because then you so- have a bunch of defense on at all times. If you have him and Harkless, if they can both, you know, 
be stable three-point shooters and defend really well. You know, I think that's, you know, I don't necessarily know if Portland's going to start with that. You know, I think they're going to get a lot of Noah Vonley here. And maybe Von, and, and if they're rolling with that starting lineup, I think Stotts is going to stick with it. Um, but that remains to be seen because they, they really need Aminu. And, and that starting lineup to start the year with uh, Aminu, Harkless, uh, front court with Nurkic, CJ, and Dame uh, was, was pretty awesome to watch because Aminu was defending, hitting shots, and, and Harkless was also you know defending at a really high level. Shouts out to my good friend Al Farouk Amina. I've always believed. Defend- I've always believed in you, yeah. Al Farouk. You defended his honor. Yeah, yeah. Just remember that when you're uh, drawing up the. You know what, Al Farouk, if you're listening to this, if you could buy me a Nintendo Switch, I would just really appreciate that. Nice. You That's know, all. No, yeah. You know, shoot, shoot your shot as yeah. uh, as the famous author as a matter, Sh- if any, Shay yeah. says. If anybody out there would be interested in per- buying me a Nintendo Switch. I want you to know I would accept it with that. Oh, my God. Are you seeing this commercial they're playing on the Lakers feed right now? Uh, was it the Ice Cube with the flashlight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What's it, what, what, was, what is the product? It's called the TAC Light. I suppose that probably means tactical light. Oh, yeah, it and, is Derek Fisher on the broadcast. Wow. Derek Fisher, man. That guy. Yeah. Guy keeps on surviving. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> do you think Derek Fisher is ever going to coach again? Man, I don't know, man. There, there, there were some pretty bad rumors about. Yeah, about, that was just such a fiasco. Did yeah, like, like, like allegedly hitting on his players, significant others. Have you heard? Uh, do, do I? How much of this is like public? I wonder, because like, because like every NBA reporter knows about this stuff. I think. No, I mean I've heard it on podcasts and stuff. Okay, like, okay, like, yeah, yeah. like it, this is not like this is not. Uh, you know, yeah. secret. Derek Fisher's looking to steal your girl. That's all, you know. <laughs> yeah, and Matt Barnes went to go fight him. <laughs> o- o- yeah. o- over that. I mean, he got well. That that one was different because that was Matt Barnes's ex-wife, and also Matt Barnes. Uh, Is Matt Barnes. seems like yeah, seems like he might be an abusive partner. Yeah. So that one, I'm willing to give to Derek Fisher. I yeah. want to make this clear. Yeah. 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 No. Good. Good point. But. Other people's wives and girlfriends, Derek Fisher. Come on, yeah, get it together, man. And it's just so. It's well, just I like think, I think he was also the champion of Dancing with the Stars. He was. I know he was on it. He was. He was definitely on Dancing with the Stars. Oh my god! How do I, I, I think he? I think he did a number actually to that bas- to the Curtis Blow basketball song. I'm almost certain that was the song that he did a number to. But he's not like good at basketball. Why would he do that? Hey, okay, he he had his moments. He was a good player. I thought he was a good supporting player. Yeah, he was good at licking Kubi's Kube, boots. Okay, licking, what? Okay, fine, man. Kubi, mean, that's that's what I call Kobe now. Kubi also made some ridiculous shots. So, you know what? We all made ridiculous shots in the in the early aughts. In the NBA Finals. Yeah, we all made NBA final shots in the early aughts, man. Uh, is it time for me to say mean things about Kobe too? I mean, so overrated. If you want to, so overrated, so overrated. LeBron way better. I mean, I, I agree with you there. Yeah. LeBron is way better. If yeah. you're, if we're at the point where you don't recognize that LeBron was better than Kobe, like, yeah, 
come on. Like you like you have hangups if that's the case. You know who else is better than Kobe? You ready for this? You ready for this? Shaq. Oh yeah. Dude, dude yeah. Shaq people people don't I feel like he has become one of the more forgotten like great players. <laughs> yeah. Cuz like obviously cuz like like the Kevin Durant thing. I think he I think Kevin Durant walked it back saying that like Shaq had no skill. Like if you watch those YouTube videos, man, Shaq could move like yeah, yeah, no yeah. man that size has ever been able to move, and he was so like he would he would just bulldoze every single person who ever guarded him, and it was yeah. just and he had like a little drop step and a little hook shot, and and he could was, pass, like, could he, pass, underrated passer. Yes, underrated. was genuine a genuinely clever passer and and ball handler. Like he could handle the ball. Like I remember one of my favorite things about those like late 90s early 2000s all-star games was when Shaq would get out in the open court and like run point guard and it would like he looked good doing it like it wasn't like it was fun to watch him do it obviously it's always fun to watch the big guy but like he was really agile and like yeah underrated passer I mean his he the way he could pass out of double teams I think was probably his most underrated thing because he was able to make great passes out of those double teams with like a lot of velocity and like those those Lakers guys just knocked him down every time. I've been writing a new column over at Vice Sports called Dunk of the Week. And uh Dunk of the Week, Dunk of the Week. Thank you. Thank you, Eric. I did need the theme song. And this week I did Giannis and uh and uh it was uh, Giannis like posting up on a triple team, posting up getting triple teamed, turning around and dunking. And it was just, it, just watching it, it was just like, oh my god, that's something Shaq would do. You know what I mean? Anyway, Giannis, wild stuff, dude. Yeah, Giannis. Also, you know, the Blazers, you know, they they lost to Utah. Okay, you know that that was a tough one. They also lost to Giannis, dropping forty four on. Them. Yeah, Giannis having like the best game of his career up to that point, and also looking like he just might be the next LeBron. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, like, like, like the, there's no shame in that loss. Like, like let's let's just look at the losses. I think the Toronto one by far is the worst one. Yeah, that was not a good loss. But then uh, you, you have the Bucks loss where Giannis drops 44 points. Yeah, then, what are you gonna do? What then, are you gonna? Yeah. Then okay, I will say they probably could have played better defense uh, on the last play of the game on the Blake Griffin play, but Griffin. But I mean, Blake was like a step out though. I mean, it wasn't that bad. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like they were just like a smidge late, and they should have probably switched it. Obviously, when you're tired and it's the end of the game, it's really easy for me to say and also, that. And also, yeah, and also that's like one possession out of a hundred in a game. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, and I thought Portland did a pretty good job that night. You know, it. I mean, I, I, but you know, Blake was amazing that night, and and he for for the sake for the sake of judging how good or bad a team is. A loss that close might as well be thought of as a tie. You know what I mean? I mean, the Giannis one was that close too. Yeah. You know, that that game was that close. You know, Nurk gets blocked at the rim. To after, end- after Lillard and McCollum both got stripped by Giannis in the last minute. That was some of the most unbelievable stuff I've ever seen. You, yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, that was weird. And, and normally CJ, you know, is, is one of the best ball handlers, in, not just on the Blazers, but in the NBA. And so you usually trust him with that, but Giannis is just that good. He was, I mean, but he got Lil, Giannis got Lillard too, just a little bit earlier too. Yeah, like 
He got both of the Blazers ball handlers and then he blocked Nurkic at the rim. That's obscene. Yeah, he yeah, he basically he single-handedly stopped the Blazers big 3 in yeah. in at the end of the game. And He just said the Blazers will not win this game. Yeah, I just wanted to look at his stat line again. 17 of 23 from the Good field. Lord. 74% shooting. He got to the line 13 times, made 9. <laughs> Had 44 points, eight rebounds, four steal or four assists, two steals, and two blocks, and only two turnovers. Like you almost want to say, like, oh the oh the Blazers need a little wing defense, and I do still think the Blazers need wing defense, but like, there's nothing you can do against that. Yeah, man. what are you gonna do against that dude? Yeah, it's impossible. So, so that's one of Portland's losses, you know that that that, and then and then you have a, a basically like you said, basically a tie against the Clippers. The the Raptors won. They came they came in here and spanked the Blazers. That yeah, that, that, that was bad. That, that was heinous. And that was well. I mean, that was a well earned win. The Raptors bench is really good. And and yeah, so, that's so weird, isn't it? That's well, so weird. You know, and and this may be a lesson though. I think to the Blazers and to teams like them that this is why you invest in the draft and make draft picks and keep your first round draft picks and try and develop guys. You know, Pat Connaughton is an example of that right now, but you know, this model has been working for, you know, it is now paying dividends for Toronto with Jakob Pertle and DeLon Wright and Fred Van Fleet and these guys that they, you know, invest in Norm Powell, these guys that they invest Bebe in. looking okay. Uh, Bebe looking you know. okay. You know, they, they've made these investments in younger players that haven't really played in seasons past, but now they're ready. And that gives the, the Raptors another dimension. And, uh, you know, the Blazers could use that. And, and so, uh, you know, I, I and I think they've kind of had more of that this year with the way Connaughton's played. But I think this is just a lesson that you know we, you and I both, you know, got caught up in the mellow stuff and like Paul George perhaps too was a rumor. But you know, the Blazers do have Damon CJ. They have two really good star players, and you know, Nurkic is a really good big man at times. He's had his struggles this year, which we can discuss. Yeah, a little bit. But he was good in the last game. I th- he was. I think and there's I think, no reason. Yeah. I think those numbers are going to balance out. Yeah. I, I agree. I, I, I think his, his poor plus minus, which we, we, we can address, you know, we, we can address that he has a poor plus minus this season. You know, I think that is going to stabilize. And I think also, that, you know, that also, I think kind of minimizes what he's been able to do because I think, a big reason why the Blazers' defense has looked better and performed better, in large part, has been because of Nurkic. I, you know, I don't, you know, they haven't, you know, I, I think Nurk really has done a nice job when he's been on the floor, uh, mostly on the defensive end. You know, th- they've been pretty solid, but I think he's been really good uh, to help every, you know, to have someone to push the the penetration into. And he's doing a good job of stepping in and stepping back and kind of doing that, you know, that back and forth. And and he makes blocks at big times. I mean, he blocked back to that Milwaukee game. Did you see when he blocked Giannis at the rim? I don't recall it. Oh, you got to look that up if it's oh, it, that needs to be online somewhere. I can't believe some Blazer fan did not clip that. Uh, but that was incredible. Uh, it, it was like the only two people I've seen block Giannis this season. And it's probably because this is like two of the four games of the Bucks that I've seen, but LeBron and Nurk are the two guys that I've seen block Giannis this year. Speaking and, of LeBron, yeah, 
You know where LeBron needs to sign next year? <laughs> I think I know where you're, I, I think I know where you're thinking. Just throwing this out here. I mean, Portland Trailblazers. You know, Portland has a lot of vegan restaurants as Dame can show him around. Yeah, Nike's in Portland. Nike's in Portland, which we always say, but who knows if he wants to be that close, you know. Uh, but and who knows if he wants to be in Portland. Uh, excellent, excellent restaurants. Excellent. That, you know, this is true. Great wine, which LeBron, yeah. LeBron, LeBron loves wine. LeBron loves wine now. So, like, you know, maybe you could sell him on – Oh man, you could Pop could sell him. Mm. Okay, well Pop wouldn't do this because he wouldn't want him on the Blazers. But you know, you can consult Pop. For, you like, know, that would be what, really great of Popovich to like. What if like, do some Pop, of our free free agent pitching? For, do some. Look, to, yeah. look, Tusk is just an excellent restaurant. Who, what, who am I to say? The culinary scene here is wonderful. Terry, great offensive coach. You know, j- just yeah. <laughs> Just Popovich all of a sudden starts recruiting for the Blazers because he has a winery. He, okay, because Popovich does have a winery in Oregon, but um, you know maybe LeBron could follow that you know route. And, and yeah, have a winery. Yeah, you know, th- th- you know he he is really into uh, lots of wine. He he was getting into wine in the preseason because he wasn't playing at all and he was injured. And, and he that'll was, happen. That'll was, happen just, when you're po- injured. He was just posting so much uh, on Instagram live and on he's like Instagram. a, yeah, he's like a wine dad now. Yeah. He's oh LeBron is the wine dad of the NBA. And, uh, it, it's pretty awesome. Cause I think the reason he drinks it is because it's like, it's like the, for like, as far as like booze are concerned, it's like the only, like, it's the only one that's like that, like, you know, all these workout people like that are on these super strict diets, like paleo. Like if you're on paleo, you can drink red wine. You can, yeah, if you're on paleo, you can drink red wine and tequila, I believe. Oh, why can't you drink a tequila? Because it's not made from grain, I think. Oh. Because it's made from agave. Oh. Well, then why can't you drink, like, uh, uh, vodka? Made from potatoes? Or, like, potatoes, I think. I mean, and grain, I think, as well. All right. I don't know anything about paleo. But, I'm anyway, a bit but, anyway, but anyway, there's wine in Oregon. LeBron really likes wine. Yeah. So, so we excellent restaurants. Excellent restaurants. Nike. Uh, good team. Good good team. You know th- use that it. that I think is is. I know Could, I know Blazer fans. Uh, you know I think sometimes it's hard you know to know whether it's for real. I think you know the way they've played. There's nothing to me. I think it's. I think there's no reason to not be positive. At yeah. this very moment, with where the Blazers are, I think it's yeah. been impressive. Uh, I, 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 they have looked better. I think you know they really have, and I think Evan Turner has been a really nice boost for the team. Ed Davis is back to Ed Davis levels. You know the Ed Davis that he was. Oh boy, uh, I, I gotta say, I, I'm looking at the Blazers plus minuses right now. It's gonna be tough two or three weeks without Aminu. If you guys want some statistical backup for our claims. I have it for you right here. In, in the eight games that Aminu has played, in, he's played in two played 241 minutes in eight games, and the Blazers have a net rating of plus 16.6. And when he sits, they have a negative net rating of 7.7. So they're significantly worse team so far this season by 23. Yeah, it's like a difference of 23 points per 100 possessions. It's really bad. 
That's not good. No. So they're going to have to tread water. Uh, you know, they went with Zach Collins last night a little bit in the in the Laker game. They threw Caleb Swanigan out there, who Swanigan, you know, Swanigan is slow. I, you know, I, I know that I know that he's slow. You know, he's not the quickest of feet. Uh, he he has he knows where to be. He knows how to move his feet. He he didn't necessarily have you. Know, he doesn't have a an aesthetically pleasing game, especially when looking at like he doesn't have a what a quote unquote modern game. You know, he's not super fluid out there, but. I think one of the things that's it's true about him and that from what I've seen so far is that he he crashes into people and he just makes stuff happen. Like and and I think you live with you know some of the defensive flaws that he has because I think that with how smart of a player he is and and then in addition to that how strong and how like much of just a massive dude he is for guys to contend with on the interior that I think you live with it. Like he, 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 he gets beat sometimes, but, or, you know, you know, quite a few times, but he can grab the defensive rebound and he can recover and, you know, maybe be a step late, but he makes something happen. And I think right now, especially, you know, they don't have Meyer, so they can't try him. Collins, I, you know, is a smart defender, but I just, you know, I don't think he is there yet. Uh, I I think Swanigan should be getting some of these. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree. I, I think Swan and and and, and also Vonley. You know, I, I Vonley is going to get more of them. I think, but I think Swanigan should be the guy to get those other other minutes. That Von, is Von, that, that Vonley, is Vonley really uninjured get. yet? Yeah, he's back. He played okay. against Utah, and then he got the start against the Lakers. Um, and so he's going to get those minutes. He's going to get more of those Aminu minutes. But those are going to be distributed amongst a lot of guys. And I think Swanigan is a guy that could get those minutes. And I thought that he did a pretty decent job last night. And I think he was a reason the Blazers were able to, you know, come back in that game against the Lakers uh, was because Swanigan made things happen. He got on the ground. He had two steals in addition to getting four rebounds and scoring five points. Uh, he, he put back offensive rebounds. He was just strong on the inside. And the Blazers need to... The Blazers have a lot of finesse. You know, Dame and CJ are incredible, and and they bring a lot of that finesse to the table. The rest of that team needs to be some bad, ready dudes. And like Swanigan, even though he's slow, is a is ready. And like he, you like you go around there, and he is going to push people around. And I think you need that on this team to balance out. You know, the 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 rest of the roster not to say that Dame and CJ are soft but I just think you need that team that's ready to fight and Collins I think is just a little young right now and I and I don't and, you know he is tough but I I just think Swanigan's tough in like a real physical way that I think the Blazers need I disagree no, I don't <laughs> yeah yeah I agree all right I mean I mean I mean <laughs> Is there, you know, do you think? I saw I saw well, Swanigan I mean, yeah. in Hoop Summit, uh-huh. and he's the biggest human being I've ever seen in my life. That's my main thing. But also, he's got a lot of skill, and uh, is has been incredibly surprising. That's my main Swanigan opinion. I've been surprised at yeah. how good he is already. Yeah, and and I know that people have like really gotten on the defensive thing, 
with him. But yeah, I but I mean, everybody knew it was going to be a problem. Like, it's not that I don't think it's not like surprising that it's a problem, and it's. I really don't think it's going to correct itself with him just sitting on the bench, pooping his pants or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, what What did you think about his tweet? Seth uh, talked about it uh, earlier this week. The tweet that he had at Kerry Eggers when Kerry Eggers was saying, you know, tweeting like Zach Collins goes in the game earlier this week and Collins is playing over Swanigan, and Swanigan like added Kerry Eggers and was like, you know, don't try and divide us up. You know, there's nothing, you know, and, and all this stuff. And like, I think, I, I think I agree. You know, I, do, do you, what do you think he meant by that? You know, do you think he actually cares? That's an interesting question. Cause I've been writing about stuff like this recently. Yeah. I, and I know you're into this stuff. Uh, do I think he actually cares? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do too. I think he, he that seems, he'll... he seems like a very, he seems like he can be very petty, and he and and not just petty. I feel like he has very strong opinions. Yeah, like his Twitter is like, he, he's actually pretty funny on Twitter. Uh, he like one of his he had like another thing. He's like a big Young Thug fan, and so he was like talking trash about how much better Young Thug is than Future, was one oh. of his takes. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, he he is very he seems like a guy with strong opinions, and so I I I'm glad he's on the Blazers, and I'm uh, willing to bet it's something he'll grow out of. Oh, I mean, absolutely, he's a kid. You know, he's 21. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. I don't even know if he's 21 yet. But like, I think I'm not to slight Carrie Eggers, who's been no, nothing but no, Carrie, kind to me. Carrie's the man. I, I yeah. like Carrie. I Carrie was just doing his job. I I'm yeah, yeah, more yeah. T- I'm more talking about Swanigan's reaction to it because players don't do that. Yeah, you know, very often. You know, yeah, yeah. That's what, just, that's no, there's what not a lot. There's not it. a lot to be gained by being like Carrie's trying to tear us apart. <laughs> yeah, you know, Carrie just wants the Blazers to fail. You know, that kind of <laughs> that kind old man in a sweater. <laughs> Carrie Eggers. Look, I don't know Carrie Eggers particularly. I think maybe we've exchanged ten words. He wears a sweater a lot. No, Carrie's very nice. I sat I sat next to him a lot when I did uh, when I worked on the beat. He always wears a sweater though, right? Oh, pretty much always. A ba- like a baby blue sweater. That's his. That's his power. That's his power. Yeah. That's his power play. Is the baby blue sweater? Yeah. He he he's he he's always looking extremely cozy. Yeah. I always I I always just uh, I always wear basketball shorts and I just smell like junk. I just smell like trash. I just wander around the back area trying to find quarters, uh, you know, stick them in my pocket. I'm like, oh, oh, there's free food. I, you know, I just eat as much free food as I can get. They say, sir, are you going to pay for the media meal? And I go, <laughs> no, I'm not. You should be paying me to eat this food. <laughs> I am the media. You cannot <laughs> exist without me. <laughs> Uh, the the media that everyone loves, Corbin. Yeah, Cor- Cor- Corbin. 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 Your pal. Host of Take It or Break It. Host of uh, host of Take It or Break It and your pal. Yeah, Cor- Corbin Smith. Uh, any any NBA thoughts? You know, have you? Been, who else have you been watching? You know, uh, I'm I, into the jazz a uh, lot. Yeah, I know. We, yeah, we know. Uh, oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't. <laughs> we did talk about it for like ten minutes. 
Uh, jeez, man, I didn't watch much this week. I'm the worst basketball writer possibly in the you world. Know what, you know what, Corbin? I'm gonna say this. You, uh-huh. I, I, I saw my therapist today. Uh-huh. I think, I think you should forgive yourself, and I think Thank that you. you should think about how long of a season that we have to deal with here. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's a really, really long season, and there's no weekends. There's no, you know, it's you know, take your time. It, it, Thank you. It, you're you're gonna be okay. The and, Bucks and, will get the Bucks are getting a few watches. I'm not gonna lie. Boy, unproductive week. I don't know. I've got this girlfriend now. Hey, you know that's a yeah. good thing too. You know, love yeah, is, yeah, love yeah. is important. You know, I have. Yeah. I, you know, I have. Oh, my, the World. You know why I didn't watch the basketball oh, the this World week? Series because the goddamn World Series was on. So I watched a bunch of World Series. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And and you know you're you're a general sports podcast. Yeah, and I'm now. a general sports writer. You, I, do, I write do, about baseball you sometimes. You wrote about Satchel Page. I wrote about Satchel Page recently for yeah. Up Rocks. Yeah, that that was good. Uh, I, I like that. Uh, I did. I I did not remember that. I remember reading about Satchel Page when I was a kid. I did not remember uh, that he, he very briefly pitched in a World Series. That he very briefly had a World Series moment. Um, Wild life, that dude. By the way, I read. I read about half of a Satchel Page biography. That's 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 the craziest sports career, probably. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that was that was. Uh, yeah. But uh, as I say in my piece, he should have had a normal sports career. It's gross that he didn't. Because he was like one of the greatest pitchers to ever live. Yes, he should have. He should have dominated MLB for twenty years. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's BS. And that, yeah, I mean, I mean, that sucks. I hope. I hope. I hope the audience doesn't mind me saying this. Segregation, no good. No, it wasn't good. Racism, Very bad. Ra- racism and segregation are not good. Yeah, racism, not, don't do it. Yeah. No. Uh, the Lakers, they're uh, they're humming along here. They're up by that's double. Di- they're up by double digits. Oh, they are. Yeah, I, yeah. The I, Nets. You know, the Nets still have sixty-nine points. They do. <laughs> dude, oh my god! I think Brook Lopez just. Hold on, Brook Lopez may have just done the miming joint that you did after hitting a three. Oh. Against his former team. Okay, he like did this. He like. Okay, pushed- I'm watching. I'm watching. I'm watching. I'm watching. Okay. I'm a little behind you, I think. Okay, wa- wa- watch this and confirm for me whether he's doing. <laughs> yeah, a- yeah, he's doing a joint. Yeah, he's doing the joint mime. He's definitely doing a joint mime. Here he's he- sm- he's smoking the nets because the he's it, the Brook Lopez revenge game. I didn't even realize this until yeah, because now. you just thought about uh, faults or or not faults. Russell, what's the Russell faults? Why did I say faults? Ah, poor faults. I'm so tired. Poor faults. Which one's faults? The Sixers guy with the messed up shoulder. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Whose shot looks super weird? Yeah. Occasionally, who they made play? You know, you know, the Sixers. Weird medical staff, dude. They they were all about the process. Like they sent Joel Embiid to Qatar to fix his foot, and they're like. Fultz's shoulder is so messed up that he had to change the way he shot after being like an ugly. Wait a minute, a wait a minute, wait a minute. Did you not see how what they he, uh, no, I've seen that. They sent Embiid to Qatar to get a surgery? Uh yeah. Why? Cause apparently there's some like amazing doctor and he went over there and like like that's where like his specialist was, I guess, was in Qatar. I'm pretty sure that's where it was. I, like huh. it, it was, it was definitely like an extremely rich Middle Eastern country. I mean, there's only two of those, right? 
Well, I mean, you know, Saudi Arabia. Oh, yeah. But they don't have, like, technology there. Yeah, I'm looking at a Philly.com article right now, backing me up. Embiid completes second rehab in Qatar. <laughs> That's weird, right? Spent, That's weird. He spent two weeks at Aspatar, an orthopedic and sports medicine hospital in Doha, Qatar. This was his second time at the world-renowned facility that serves as the official sports medicine partner of French soccer club Paris Saint-Germain. And the Sixers, I guess. And the and, well, not the Sixers, just Joel, Joel. Embiid. Do you think that Joel said you will give me Paris Saint-Germain quality care, or else? I, I mean, he is. I am the, he is I am the future. So- of this, he is a big soccer fan. I am the future of this franchise. And if you really tr- and if you really trust the process, the future of the NBA, I think. You really think about it. Yeah, you know the the they they had an impressive win tonight. You know the Pacers have kind of been, uh, you know that was also a close game that the Blazers had. They won that game, and I think it will look better, uh, at the end of the season than it does than it did at the time. But Sixers or the Pacers? No, the Pacers. Oh they yeah, beat, yeah, they beat the Pacers, and the Pacers looked good. Uh, Victor Oladipo is like really good, and Sabonis also good. Sabonis also good. Yeah, they were winning G, games without G, Miles G, Turner. Gee, I wonder why. Beep boop. <laughs> Gee, yeah. I Gee, guess... I wonder why. Yeah. What's what could possibly be going on? Oh, the Thunder have been good. Not that good. Aren't they like five and three or something? They're. Pretty. I think they. I thought they were like six and two. Did they win tonight? Who do they even play tonight? Who they am play, I? They played. They played Boston. I. I didn't watch the end of that game because I was watching. Oh, I think. Yeah, I think Boston won tonight. Uh, Thunder. Oh, KC. Yeah, that's oh, how. You do it. Wow, that was their first loss at home this year. Uh, yeah, dude, Boston. They're four and they're, dude, they're, I just okay. gotta say, the Thunder are four and four. Okay. And they, they they lost uh, two games to Minnesota, which was surprising. Minnesota has has had some nice moments this season, dude. Boston is dude. Kyrie, I gotta say, you know the guy says a bunch of ridiculous stuff, but he is balling his mind. He's balling out of his mind, and the Celtics are insane, dude. They're seven and two without Hayward. I've he- I've heard that Kyrie plays defense now. He leads the league in steals. That's absurd. That's insane. Yeah, dude. It's like he just like I like maybe all this stuff that he's talking about, like his mind did all this shit. Like, his mind expanded. His mind and... expanded when he went to Boston because he just he couldn't he couldn't be in Cleveland anymore and he had the galaxy brain and now he plays defense. I mean that's almost beautiful. Except I feel like as a but, I mean, wrong he, partisan, he, like he, no, I I like, traitorous. No, you no, know, I think it's ridiculous. But like, but like the fact that he did, couldn't do that. On, on the Cavaliers, and he had he had played good defense. Mostly, he would wait till the finals to play. Defense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's usually what Kyrie's Kyrie's tendency to occasionally play defense. Well, it was some of the most shameless stuff I've seen in my entire life. You no, know, but he's not doing that anymore. Which is you know, and I I feel like maybe you know, and it's not LeBron's fault because he can't play. You know, he's been in the league for fifteen years. But I wonder if, like, you know, the fact that he kind of has to save himself a little bit from, you know, during games during the regular season, I wonder if that rubs off on people. I will say he was a notably dad defender in his early Cleveland years. Kyrie was. Yes. No, Kyrie was terrible. No, Kyrie was a really bad defender. And but I wonder if, like, you know, I mean, he either he's gotten better 
you know, just on independent or, or Brad Stevens, you know, there's maybe there's something there with the scheme that I'm not noticing yet, but it doesn't seem like Brad Stevens would have inspired him because Brad Stevens seems uniquely not very inspiring. Although although Kyrie said like the weirdest thing uh, on, (laughs) he was on a podcast with Gino Oriema who apparently has a podcast now. Uh, the coach of the UConn. I, I'm familiar yeah. with who Gino R.M. is. Yeah, so apparently he's a podcast host, which, I, I you know, mm. whatever. I, uh, I, I I personally would prefer to listen to Take It or Break It, but. Yeah, no, but Gino any anyway, Kyrie said that he was. It's cool. called Holding Court with Gino R.M. Yeah, and he was said that he told Gino that he was craving a coach with an intellectual mind like Brad Stevens. Huh. That that's what he said. Apparently, so like, I have to listen to Gino Ariama's podcast now. Why does Gino Ariama have a podcast? No, man. Nobody asked for that, man. Do you know who's on the second? You know who's on the second episode? Who? Tiger. Bob Iger. Tiger. A tiger. Woods. Oh, geez. What? Maybe maybe that's why they they that's why Tiger Woods. A, that's why he has a podcast because he can he can he can get Tiger Woods, which nobody else can. What does Tiger Woods talk about on Gino Ariama's podcast? That doesn't make any sense. Winning, does he talk about win, golf? Winning. winning. Um, but, but he so he doesn't talk about his life as an international dirtbag. <laughs> Gino Oriva did ask Kyrie about like he did kind of press him on the flat earth stuff he did what did Kyrie say he's like well there's no actual pictures of the earth is what he said this is the thing with Kyrie that's so frustrating it's like he's playing the best basketball of his career and it's like every time he opens his mouth I just hit my head on the desk and I'm just, I just, I'm, I mean, I'm I, writing it for LeBron wire. So I have to listen to like everything he says. And it's, it's so bad <laughs> a lot of the time. Like, it, but he's, he's playing amazing basketball. I just can't Eric. I understand that you wanted to go back to talking about Kyrie, but what is this tiger woods podcast about? What do you talk? What is Gino Ariema talk to tiger woods about for an hour and 14 minutes? I, I I can't imagine. I have a I question. I, I can't imagine. I, I can't imagine that Tiger would say that much. Like I'm wondering if this is like some Oprah stuff, where like Tiger's just like crying, and Gio is like a therapist. No way. Tiger wouldn't. Tiger Tiger doesn't cry. Come on. Uh, if how, how long would it take I mean, you? He, def- okay. he, he definitely cried like publicly after like. Let's say all the stuff happened. I let's say cried. you got Tiger on Locked On Blazers somehow. I don't even know what to ask him. <laughs> I I just just theoretically. So you probably talk about the Blazers up top a little bit. 10 15 minutes maybe. See how much Tiger knows about the Blazers. It's it's honestly hard to say. I th- I would be shocked if he knew too much. Then you probably try to talk about his golf career a little bit, right? Yeah, how, how how's he doing physically? Yeah, how you doing physically? Oh, oh the Masters. Uh, you know, w- how long does it take you to get around to? Uh, so, uh, so Tiger, the uh, the uh, your your love the, of um, the 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 sex. Yeah, the 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 absurd amount of sex you like to have. <laughs> the just. And the absurd number of people who you like to have it with. Uh, what's up with that? 
<laughs> like how long would it take you? Because that, I mean, that's the first thing in your mind, right? <laughs> I mean, Is, yeah. I mean, until like you, you see, yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, it's not, it's true. It's just it is what everybody thinks now. God, somebody on Twitter, <laughs> Gino Oriema talking to Tiger Woods. Was <laughs> like, like somebody took a. Oh my! One sec, one sec. Somebody took a picture because you know those texts that he said got released. They're uh, they're all funny. Oh, okay. I mean, okay. he's, he's like voicemails also got released. Like, I've like heard the voicemails about like my wife is is, is gonna call you, it, and it just sounds so. But it's just like that that stuff all came out, and it's like it was yeah, man. Okay, here's here's one. Here, somebody somebody posted this online. It's from a woman named Jamie J A I M E E. Okay. <laughs> Tiger, you're 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 killing me. Uh. If we hang out on Sunday, we can watch Desperate Housewives again. Ha ha. And then Tiger says, oh, God. And then Jamie says, take a break from watching boring old golf. And then she says, I mean, the amazing sport of golf. And then she does a little winky face. And then it says, Jamie, more than one hour later, babe, I was kidding. And Tiger says, I know, sexy. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, well, that that sounds interesting. You know, it's uh, there you go. Uh, so, so so do you think Tiger? So do you think Ar- So I I'm just saying. Do you think Ariema said? Uh, Ask so, Tiger uh, about that. Yeah. Hey, Desperate Housewives. Uh, how many how many episodes of Desperate Housewives are you willing to watch to uh, have sex with somebody? <laughs> Mother. And then he says the F word because Gino R.E.M. a famous uh, foul language man. Can we talk about the standings real quick? Uh, I talked about Boston, the Eastern Conference, Detroit, Orlando. I'm so. Can I tell you something? Uh-huh. I'm so mad about Detroit. Me too. I thought they were gonna suck. I'm so. I, I I have like an over under like thing with a couple of buddies of mine, and I took the Detroit under, and I. You're supposed to have five super picks. That are worth double the points in the contest. And you, and you put Detroit in because Detroit was a super under. I was like, they're gonna suck. Yeah, like I, everything I, is sucks there. And Avery Bradley went and made them good. It's 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 ridiculous. Avery Bradley. He Avery. Did. I I genuinely I am not convinced they will not fall apart. They've already I, they've I, they've already been rumors that they're thinking about trading Reggie Jackson uh, for Eric so. Bledsoe. Yeah. yeah. But like drum, I mean, I part of this is the Drummond thing because I, I don't know how you feel about Drummond, but I have a very low opinion of Drummond. You know who else a lot of people have a low opinion of is Jackson. Yeah, and I was watching the NBA TV players only broadcast because uh-huh. they had the Lakers and Pistons on NBA TV, and the entire time, like Isaiah Thomas and Steve Smith. And I, I forget, maybe, I can't remember the other guy. They were just bashing Reggie Jackson. <laughs> like, just talking about how tough it is to play with him and stuff. Like, I remember Isaiah Thomas was going in on Reggie Jackson when the Lakers won that game. Um, but, uh, yeah, Cleveland is 4-5. I'm five. just saying the Lakers, the Lakers, they lost to the Lakers. Yeah. You know, you're sure? You sure? I did a piece because I did a piece because uh, 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 Joel dunked on um, Avery Bradley and I wrote about it. 
And I was just like, Avery Bradley's trying now, but soon he's going to find out that this is a hopeless cause. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, he's trying for the Pistons because he has a lot of pride. Yeah, because he means it. He's a sincere player, but... He's, he's, he's a Pacific Northwest native, Avery Bradley. He is? From Seattle? Tacoma. Oh. Him and, him and uh, Isaiah, they knew each other growing up. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. What a, what a nice story. Beep what a nice story for Danny Ainge to ruin. Oh, okay, we're looking at the standings. Sorry, let me. Yeah. Um, Orlando NBA. six and three, and they're kind of cool. Like Vuce, yeah, they're good. Vucevic shoots threes, and uh, Jonathan Simmons does stuff for them. Aaron Gordon is really good. He had like a forty point game. Yeah, that's weird. Uh, we talked Magic. About the... Magic. I also think will probably fall off. I think. I just think everybody will fall off. Yeah, I think part of the Magic thing is really interesting is that they've Point. been playing really well without Alfred Payton. These standings are wacky. Yeah, dude. I think the These. earlier season really messed some teams up. Uh, like the Bucks. You really think the Bucks are gonna stay in four and five? You uh, know? No, in Cleveland, I don't think will either. But... I don't think the Heat will either. I mean. Yeah, they they, they obviously lost, they, the Cavs they, will recover. Yeah, the Heat but... lost a tough one tonight. Yeah, I think the Cavs will recover. But you know, uh, I, I do think that the earlier season, and I think a lot of teams too. I think you know the pace is really up league wide. Like everybody's playing fast, everybody's running up and down. And I think it's like maybe it's leading to more. Like I wonder if it is leading to maybe more variance in like these scores because team like Indiana, for instance. They jack up shots super fast, run the floor like they're like I think they were top ten in pace when when I checked when they played the Cavs at midweek, and like that's a thing that every team is doing now. And I, I, I mean I know that it's extremely early, but I wonder if like every team pushing the tempo, trying to play super fast, could be a contributing factor in the reason why the standings are so weird. You know, can I offer a similar but slightly alternate take on the matter? Yeah. I think that three-pointers increase variance in game-to-game results. Um, because they go in less. And when they go in, you know, you can a bad team that has a particularly hot shooting night can beat a pretty good team most of the time. Or not most of the time, but a lot of the time. Um, right, and if you get a higher volume of threes, you increase your chances of yes, being yes, more yes. efficient offense, et cetera, et cetera. Yes, but also you increase your chances of... Long rebounds, things like that. And also of having games where you don't... Make a lot um, of shots. Yes, and I think that that might mess with variance, and I think that it might lead to later stabilization rates that's what i think okay interesting well that'll be something to watch but you know it is it is quite interesting how how high the pace is uh in the league right now i think uh you know i noted it even actually you know I, kevin artovitz had a, a tweet about where the seven seconds or less suns would fit in tempo they'd be like 25th or something oh but wow the, the you know the thing that blew me away though was the Pacers, when I looked at their pace, because that was one of the things coming in that a lot of folks were talking about and that I'd seen when I watched them a couple of games before I was going to write my like preview for the Cavs game, was 
their pace, and they were tenth, and their pace would have been third last year. Oh my god! So even so, like the seven seconds or less thing is 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 big, but like the jump in pace just from twenty seventeen or twenty sixteen seventeen to this season has been, I think, more ridiculous than the change in pace over you know a ten year span. Like this jump is insane, and I wonder if it's going to keep going. I wonder if it's going to stabilize. Like I don't know what it's going to do, but I do wonder if every single team trying to push the tempo like this is maybe a little bit of a correction. I don't know. Did you see David Lee got engaged to Caroline Wozniacki? Yeah, man. Look, that rock was insane. It's a very large ring. Yeah. You think David Lee is like ready to call it a career? Maybe. I'm just saying, like, I don't think you buy your girlfriend a big engagement ring at the beginning of the season if you know is he on a team no he's not right now i thought he was on the spurs for a minute he was last year am i crazy he he was he was uh no he's no he's not on the spurs though but he's not on them now no no he's just chilling he's just lamping he's lamping yeah i'm just i'm just saying like david lee if this is it for you i respect it nice job nice job nice job david nice nice career Gonna get married to Caroline Wozniacki. You're probably gonna have like super freak athlete children, you know, like like giant beasts. That... David Lee Jr. Yeah, DLJ. DLJ. When DLJ comes in the league in fifteen yeah. in eighteen years. Yeah, he'll have your size and Wozniacki's athleticism. He'll be he'll be unstoppable. Yeah, new age new age big man. Yeah. DLJ. I, yeah, DLJ. Um any any other <laughs> thoughts? I mean, we're looking at the West too. Clippers are doing really well, which is so funny. Oh yeah. Um they're fun. It sucks that Tia Dosich got hurt. Hey, uh, I can't believe the Spurs lost four in a row. Yeah. They yeah, they looked bad. Murray Murray like Murray was like, Whoa, everyone was like, Wow, Tony Parker never needs to come back and then Murray crashed Just like went over, downhill over like the last week. Um and they played the Warriors too, uh, which obviously you're going to lose that one. But they recovered tonight. They won uh, against Charlotte. Uh, but uh, Memphis, dude, Memphis, respect the Grizzlies. Yeah, that that was one of my locks for an over over thirty seven and a half, and I feel pretty confident. You know, I thought I, I thought pretty, they were gonna I thought I they were gonna confident. fall apart because I I thought the back end of that roster was pretty heinous. But they, dude, I think this was my take before the season. I think that Conley and Gasol have there's a Spursian level of consistency and greatness with them. Yeah, with the just with those two guys. Yeah, those like, are two excellent players. Like, like, those, those are like Spursian level guys, and not not only are they great, but they're great together. And I think that that like people really did not. I people think I people I think underrated that, and I think still the league you know for whatever you want to say about you know the raptors bench and all this stuff the league is still about who your best players are and like and and the fact that conley and gasol are that good you know i i i thought they were going to be a much better team than 37 and a half trailblazers sitting out of the playoffs just a little bit no no no. yeah they're ninth oh hold on really yeah the ones i'm looking at they have them at seven huh 
Where, Maybe somebody where, lost tonight. Where are you looking? Be- Google. Oh, I'm looking at ESPN.com. I would suspect that ESPN.com's is updated a little more aggressively than Google's. Yeah, as I'm looking at it right now, they're seventh. Um, so they would face the Clippers in the first round if it oh. you know, if the playoffs started in early November. They should start in early November. <laughs> they should just have multiple rounds of playoffs. And just like, can I say something? Can I say something? What? I I don't hate it. So they just like do like a lottery every year, like the champion, like not every year, but like multiple times a year, like the like I'm just the saying, cha- like the Champions League, and they just like play like group play. Yeah. Yo, that would actually be kind of fun. Yeah, that would be kind of fun. What if the whole season was playoffs? I'm just throwing this out here. Here's the thing, though. I like the 82 games. Like, I like being able to watch all kinds of different matchups every single night. Like, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. I think it would be fun though to do that. Like, to have like some kind of like, I think it would be kind of cool to add like a randomization element though, like some kind of like you know like when you're playing 2K like random teams in like the playoffs. Like, if you get to a certain level, like you're guaranteed your seed. But then like like the lower level teams or something like that there's like a lottery do you know what i'm saying yeah sorry i started looking at a picture (laughs) this podcast has gone pretty long yeah i'm so tired eric yeah i am too all right man uh listen to take it or break it uh, uh if you're at the if you're at the blazer banner thing this week i i will be there come, yeah, say, come say what's up yeah we'll be there at blazers banter uh great panel this time organized by our, Hiking. Our, by our boy on in pandian sean Hiking, back sean, from the dead sean Hiking back from chicago uh he's gonna be on the panel jason quick joe freeman so come check it out at century bar on november 8th joe freeman my, my best friend joe freeman it starts at 7 p.m so uh Ah, come through. I don't dislike. I don't dislike Joe Freeman. By the way, I have no idea why I just said that. I'm very tired. No, no, you're just. Yeah, you are. You are very tired. I'm very tired. Um, and and this podcast has run really long, but it's been a blast. I'm glad we get back together on the lob waves for the lobsters. <laughs> you started calling your fans the lobsters. Uh, Seth actually came up with the lobsters. And oh God, bless. You know what? Great. I, and I like. I that. love it. I like that a lot. So. Uh, yeah, very excited and uh well, thanks for listening to Lockdown Blazers. Subscribe. We're on we're on megaphone now. Uh so make sure to check that out uh if you want to update your RSS feeds. Uh and also on Apple Podcasts, all the other podcast spots. Listen to Take It or Break It, my favorite sports podcast. It's good. Smith. It's like actually good. It, I make it and I think it's good. It's sick. Yeah, I, I actually think it's it's a really fun, entertaining sports show. And uh, I like it a lot. So, all right, Corbin, uh, thanks for having me on. Anything else that we should be on the lookout for? Nah. All right, man. All right, thanks, y'all.